Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Fred Fuck from long distance somehow gets it to go. We can't believe it. The hat and the glasses come off. Fred Funk with the birdie at 16. All right, welcome into Chirps on the T. Fred Funk, the Hawk, Chick Hernandez, who's Chick Hernandez? Yeah, I always get that right. Um, it is U.S. Open Week at Torrey Pines. We'll, we'll, uh, coming up on the show shortly will be Rocco Mediate, who back in 2008 was was still really this the story. There are two stories there. Tiger Woods, Rocco Mediate. Phenomenal. I went. I just watched it again. I, I can't. It's like watching Forrest Gump. Once I see the first tee shot, I'm stuck. I, I've got to watch the whole thing. Yeah, it, that was amazing drama. And uh, it was another situation where, uh, like DeMarco had Tiger twice and didn't pull it off and Rocco yeah. had him and couldn't beat him. It just, it's amazing what uh, Tiger has able to overcome in some of the tournaments that he probably could have, would have, should have lost. Right. Didn't he makes that putt on 18 to stay alive. It was just ridiculous. And the balls, the greens weren't very good. <laughs> it's a putt that was breaking yeah. right to left. And it did yeah. some, somehow it went in, it caught enough of the hole to get in. And, and it was a uh, really great golf. Rocco played phenomenal. They both played great golf. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to Rocco mediate. Uh, I've talked to him once before a few years after that at congressional. Um, and so we'll see how he's doing here. It's 13 years later. Um, Real quick with you, and we've got about two minutes till Rocco joins us. So I'm gonna. I was checking the scores uh, on the tournament that you played in this week, American Family Insurance Championship, um, and I went, "What is that score?" So what what was your final round score? Eighty three. Eighty three. Which round I think I've ever had on TJ Tour competition. Stunned me. Stunned me. So we have talked offline a little bit. So give me the story behind that. Well, there was a. Uh text I got from a wife of my best friend, Mike Goodis, who's played on the ends playing on the champions tour. And we become uh, closer than brothers. I mean, we were really, really close mm -hmm. and he's the most loved guy out there on tour. He's just a phenomenal personality, but got a text on seventh hole on Saturday's round that he had a heart attack and uh, I was devastated. And I really immediately just went into a bogey spree. And then That's, Sunday yeah. I was really down because I was planning on flying to see Mike and really believed I was going to be flying to see him, uh, to say goodbye. Uh, usually you don't wake up from being out for 50 minutes, uh, 50 getting, minutes, 50 minutes getting CPR. Oh, so, uh, anyway, it ends up being a miracle. I saw him this morning and he is, uh, just, just gave him a, the biggest hug, and uh, he's totally aware. He's got up to walk today with two really nice nurses holding this, hold with a walker. Wow! And uh, coming out of a two-day induced coma uh, yesterday, and Jeez. he's a little foggy, but he knows everything. Everybody, he's still, he's Mikey. He's he's all Mikey. Right. So it looks like a, a true miracle happened. You ain't kidding. Uh, and I, if I'm him, I'm saying when I come to, you shot what? Um, that would be my question. Uh, um, I told him what I shot, and he apologized. <laughs> I said, you, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah. The other question is, the other question is, I didn't know the pros, uh, I guess on the on the uh, PGA Tour Champions, you guys check your phone during the round. Well, my son was playing at the uh, Latin American event down at okay. Weston Hill, so I was okay. checking 
his numbers every hole or every oh, update really? they gave. And you were clearly, you were clearly, you were clearly focused on what you were doing. <laughs> I could care less right now, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Taylor had a good week and he qualified at 500 and tried to eat under the first two days. And then, uh, even on the weekend and, nice. and got a, got a good tournament under his belt. So nice. Uh, he's turning the corner. One day we'll have to get him on the podcast and he can tell stories oh, yeah, about I'd his love father. To have him on. He, he's actually would be really good. Belated happy birthday, by the way. So you spent your birthday worrying about your friend. Well, I got my best birthday present of my life yeah. yesterday yeah. getting to see him. So it was it was phenomenal. That's amazing. Truly amazing. Because you know how I just yeah, I've I've had texts of that nature and you just you know, all hell breaks loose in your head and there's no chance you can actually perform a job at that point. It just Well, I, I think I reacted almost the same way as when John Rahm was told he had, yeah, he was, can't play. Yeah. And it looked, yeah. looked like he lost uh, his mom or his dad. Yeah. We thought, didn't we? We thought yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of how I felt. Is he the favorite now at Torrey Pines at the U.S. Open? He has won on that course in the farmer's insurance and he's coming off what we just talked about, you know, finding out he's COVID positive. Uh, he just got told on Monday, I think he's clear to play. Um, and come out and play and practice. Uh, in your mind, is is he the clear favorite, or is there someone else? You know, that's that's a good question. I I would that word clear favorite is, uh -huh. is strong. <laughs> uh, I All right, is he just the, the favorite? Okay, he's. I think he's definitely one of the favorites. But I think that game that he has is hard to beat. He doesn't. He doesn't have a swing that breaks down. Right. He, he has the fire. He has the short game. He has the putting. Uh, but that swing is amazing. He hits the ball really, really good and really, really consistent. And that's what you got to do in a U.S. Open. Well, no so question. I might, I, might, I might plant that clear word on there with him. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Clear favorite. There's, you know, there are other guys, obviously, um, uh, Xander Schauffele, who has been a top six guy for like the last four or five opens. And now he's playing in his backyard, which I think, as you well know, playing in your backyard, if you play at the Kemper Open, there's that added thing that takes place because you have family and friends who now are sitting there on the top of the hill watching you and you want to, you want to perform for them. Yeah, it's a little pressure, but I think that's uh, overrated. I think you get so focused you're you're pretty good it, it's more of a focus if you're not playing well because then you feel like you're letting them down and everything mm -hmm. so that's that's probably the pressure is if you're not playing well if you're playing good you just like oh man this is awesome i get to show off a little bit but uh phil's another one phil's a thrill right it's another one in his backyard complete the rants although he hasn't played well there um in in recent past and after oh, yeah. the change um, he thinks, you know, well, I got to, you know, he's, he, he went out there a week in advance and started trying to figure out the, the breaks of the greens. And it was a great shot yesterday. I know you were, I mean, doing something else, uh, on golf channel. Uh, so Phil and Bryson DeChambeau played a practice round together. And at one point with Chris Como, uh, as Bryson's coach, they just stood there off, off of one of the greens and he, Phil was explaining the flop shot and it was ah. fascinating to see how Cuomo, Cuomo was like, yeah, you, you have to, you got to use the bounce. You can't hit ball first. You could tell he was saying that. And Phil's like, yes. And Bryson's just sitting there and Phil hits a few flops that are just dead stone cold right on a short, you know, short-sided pin. 
And then you see Bryson get in there and start trying to do this. And like the first two were way short. The next two were way long. And then you just saw him hit one stiff and he went and his eyes lit up like, oh, this is part of the arsenal. Oh, yeah. It's kind of cool. The different, yeah. you know, that was very cool to see. Well, great. We just got one more thing that somebody taught Bryson that will <laughs> <laughs> give him another, another edge on everybody else. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he plays this course. Obviously, he is the defending U.S. Open champ, uh, but not at Torrey Pines. And they're going to squeeze, as you well know, they're going to squeeze those fairways down. It's a municipal course, so it gets a lot of play, uh, not from those particular tee boxes. Um, but U.S. Open, what's so different about it? Now they set it up where they really want par to be the, the standard, somewhere, anywhere around par, over par, they really prefer. So they really narrow the fairways down to 24, 26 yards wide, and that's not very wide and mm -hmm. usually really deep rough. And then they speed those greens up if Mother Nature lets them and get it firm and fast. So, again, it's just uh, you don't have to be that far off to be in trouble off the tee. And then the recovery is tough because they get the greens firm and fast, and it's it's hard to uh, to save yourself basically. So it's easy to make bogeys, and it's easy to, and get really careless. It's easy to make doubles, and it minimizes the chances of recovering with birdies. So that's why those scores are high, and they normally change par to seventy. So they'll take four par, you know, a true par, uh, course design seventy two with four par fives. They'll take two of those par fives and make them lengthy par fours, move the tees up a little bit and uh, get that par to 70, which changes par to relative to par. Right. Where normally you would be uh, with 16 par fives, you only have eight. So those are eight birdie opportunities that are gone. And uh, it, it definitely changes the, the number, you know, it's still, you know, depending on how you look at it, but it changes the number. So that you're looking at these guys where what a wing foot the one year they shot seven yeah. over some yeah. stupid to, they, to they lost the course. They lost the course. Yeah, they did. And they they've lost the course. You know, I played the year at Shinnecock. They lost that golf. Course. Oh my so gosh. They, what was that? So they're like? always there. Oh, it was brutal. We could talk about that all day. Um, <laughs> but that's what they do. They they if Mother Nature's windy, dry, hot. Uh, they say, ah, perfect. We can get this thing really out of control and, and really make it tough. So especially with the way the guys are hitting it right now, they feel even more inclined to uh, get those greens like they did at Shinnecock with those huge runoff areas that they never had before. It was always green fringe rough right away instead of these big runoff chipping areas that they call them, which we've had, con uh, you know, my opinion about that is BS. Really? Uh, well, yeah, then when they say oh, this gives them so many opportunities and options, I said, yeah, the only option you're thinking as the best players in the world is how do I get out of here without more than a bogey? Right. Be because it's so hard to judge the, you know, you bump it into the hill, you flop it up, you try flopping it and it doesn't get all the way over the hill and it rolls right back to your feet. You hit it too hard. It goes over to the other side of the green and then you got the same shot from the other side. And it's just, it's, it's brutal. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you have a shot that gets penalized to the hundredth degree um, by it's, it's rolling on the green and it happens to just barely roll off the green. And all of a sudden you're 40 yards down the hill. That's not golf. That's, right. That that's tricked up. And right. I, I don't think that's uh, the way 
I would ever. And in my golf course, we're minimizing those runoffs. We're actually trying to have that not happen very often. The ball will stay close. Actually, we have more where instead of running down the hill, they're up where you would hit and it would feed down to the green. Right, right. A lot of times. So yeah. we're, we're trying to make it easier because the golf course is going to be really hard anyway. We are awaiting one Rocco Mediate uh, who is scheduled to join us. One pairing you won't see in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open, according to Brad Faxon, uh, will be Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Kepka, uh, yep. Apparently, well. Bryson said no thanks to the USGA as they might be planning to put those two together. He said, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't get what's going on with that. I kept his kind of taking the low road on this thing. Well, he did originally. Then he came back and said, look, he was right next to me and he was so loud so that when he's walking by me, he was loud again. And I rolled my eyes like I just I lost my train of thought. So he wasn't like his story was it wasn't that it was Brooks. I mean, that it was Bryson DeChambeau. It was that this guy had been sitting there because the way that, you know, the media is set up sometimes you're right next to each other and was just gone. And now he's trying to, you know, keep it together to answer the question. And now as he's walking away, He's still jawing right behind Brooks, and Brooks is like, oh, whatever, dude. And oh, and, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, that's what I that's had, what Brooks came out and said later on. Yeah. You know, the, you, you know, there's no love lost there. That's fine. Now and then, you know, and then Bryson gets picked off because people are yelling, Brooksy, Brooksy to him. And now apparently he said no thanks to uh the first two rounds. So what I really want is come Sunday, I want those two paired together. And uh, it would be spectacular television uh, just to watch Bryson and Brooks go at it. Cause you know, we saw Brooks, you know, kind of circling Phil Mickelson a couple of weeks ago at the PGA championship, never got it done. Uh, I think it might be a different story. Although who knows? I mean, I, I th- it'd be great theater. I want to see it. I think it's good for golf. Let it rip. Well, that's what uh, Brooks was saying. Said this little, whatever you want to call it, uh, conf- it's not a confrontation, but this little animosity between the two yeah. is good for the game. And I went, okay, whatever. But you know, I, I, I'm on the fence on that. I, I don't know whether it would be that great a theater or it's better to watch two guys that really respect each other and, and uh, play well on the golf course and root each other on. But, uh, it, you know, it really becomes a th- – either way, it'll be – I just want it to be exciting. Yeah, I don't I, – I think Brooks – I mean, you, you you have to be you know stupid not to respect what Bryson has done, especially what he did to the Open last. It, was, it wasn't like he just you know oh I'm going to hit it far and I'm going to win. I mean, the guy had to execute you know time and time again. That's what the U.S. Yeah. Open asks right. of you. So right. I don't think any golfer is going. Uh, it's just because he's long because it's impossible. That's not the case. No, it's not not the way they set it up. And Torrey Pines is truly a great test. The way it, it's a different animal when the USJ comes in. Mm-hmm. It's always hard. And then the USJ comes in and, and they get the rough super deep and just narrow those fairways down just enough. And you get it just a little bit firm. <laughs> and if you get any of that wind blowing off the water, uh, it, it plays that much tougher as well. But usually this time of year, the wind doesn't blow that hard over there. Although you're still oceanside. So you're right on the water. So what's going to stop it? All right. Two things uh, on the PGA tour, the just finished Palmetto Championship at Congaree. Uh, the two things are, did you hear that uh, 
Mark Hensby had a 10 shot penalty? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I, so, I know Mark too. That's, do you? Okay. I think yeah, it's uh, not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he, you will be surprised by this. Uh, Hensby uh, plays, I think he's on this, uh, the, the, the eighth hole, and he, he looks at his ball and, and see, I think he's playing a pro V1X, and he sees a dot. And he says to his caddy, well, that's odd. I don't remember there being a dot there. And his caddy says, it's not supposed to be. That's a low spin ball is the, the dotted one. Oh, oh yeah. So he's like, um, wait a second. So now they have to figure out, oh, that's, then it's not my ball. Where did this ball come from? And he's like, where could I have put it in play? Oh, back on the fourth, I had to take a drop. And I guess he reached in his bag and pulled this ball out and, and started playing it, which he had played you know, four through eight. And so they're trying to figure it out. And, and, and Titleist was like, well, hold on a second. Like, there's no chance that a dotted ball was in with the other balls in the sleeve. So they were like, now they're trying to figure out how did this happen? Like, quickly. Turns out that he and uh, Mr. Pat Perez were on the putting green and they just picked each other's ball up. Fortunately, Perez didn't play that uh, Hensby's ball at all during the round. But certainly, Hensby did. And with that rule, every hole gets uh, uh, two strokes. Two, ten, I think. Yeah, two. Ten, a one ball rule. <laughs> yeah, the 10 stroke penalty. He was, I, I, it was the first round. He was already out. He's like, forget this, man. He, 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 he withdrew in the second round. But I thought 10 strokes was a bit much. Uh, that's a lot. Hard to come back from that. What's yeah, largest- it's hard enough when you, yeah, it's hard enough when you make a double. But What's the largest penalty you've ever had? On well, wait, my, what do you mean largest penalty? A um, violation. What's the largest? You know, I mean, well, Hensby, Hensby had ten. Was it well, two? I had two at a time, but okay, I had a all lot right. Of, I had a lot of two at a times on one hole. <laughs> <laughs> what? I made a twelve on a par three in Seattle. Okay. I made a seven. I played the par threes last that 83 round. I uh-huh. was nine over on four of the par threes. That's different. You took a okay. 12 on a par three in Seattle. I did. And I was in one of the second to last group. I hit my first oh. shot. Perfect. Perfect. I Give me a distance. Perfect. It was 200. It was way downhill. And I hit it. I think it was 200 yards, 210. I hit a five iron that landed right where I wanted it to. But it rolled over the green into the what usually is marked a hazard, but okay. now it was unmarked, lost unplayable, back to the tee. Oh, shingles. I, 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 bounced, I bounced it off the side of the hill into the crap again, reloaded, buried it in the front bunker, fried egg. I blasted into the canyon, dropped in the oh. bunker again, buried, hit it into the canyon, dropped again, buried, got it on the green, two putt, walked off. I'm playing with Tom Kite. Tom's got my card, and I go, I have – and I was going to say no idea what I made, but as I go, I go, I have, and he goes twelve. I went, oh <laughs> shit, I made a twelve. <laughs> he, he was so, just mar- he was counting every time, like there's another one, there's yeah, another yeah, one. Another, there. you, need a freak, you need an abacus for that. Yes. One. Oh my was, lord. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. You can't remember what you had for breakfast this morning, but you just recounted every shot of that twelve shots on a par three. Oh yeah. Yep. I won't forget that one. Oh, of course not. But that it's, was it's, my that was my other eighty three I had in my career. Okay, all right. Yeah, 
that that one hurt. Well, the funny part is I go to 17 to part three, and Tom Kite hits it. It's over this lake and over this boulder that's in the middle. And Tom, we're playing the up tees, and he hits a six iron. It lands on the fringe, rolls like a foot from the hole. Oh, and that's perfect. So I get my six iron, same exact line. It hits the top of the boulder, goes in the lake. I make five on that one. So I'll go 17 shots in two par threes. <laughs> That's terrible. So, yeah, that, that was not good. So I actually played pretty good all day other than those two holes. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, hey, see, there you are. Can you leave me alone? Okay. I lost the U.S. Open in 2008. You know it. I know it. Any more questions? If you can hear the voice, ladies and gentlemen, Rocco Mediate with cigar in hand in a car in joins a car. us now. Uh, me. We're going to get some coffee. Oh, coffee. Got some oh, coffee. Just what you need. Just what you need is coffee. I, I, more. I already had a lot today, Freddie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rocco, I love you, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> All Fred right, Funk. Fly, Fred Funk, oh, Rocco. Uh, go ahead. I'm just saying, let it fly. Here we go. <laughs> you almost let, I almost let it fly on Sunday with Mr. Ames, which I was very impressed with. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> What's that story? Oh, uh, no, no. I don't want to start any trouble. That, no. Uh, no? He just said something. He said we something a little off. Yeah, we won't go there. I was ready okay. to fight, and then I was paired he with He said him something too. he normally says, which is silly, and then Freddie kind of went, no, that's not right, and basically told him what to do, which is Freddie. You don't want to mess with Freddie. No. The guy boxed when he was young. Chance. He'll go for your ears and knock you out. What kind of cigar is that, by the way, folks? Uh, Rocco Mediate, Fred Funk, and Chick Hernandez here on Terps on this the T. This is an Opus of Fuente, Fuente, Opus X. Jesus of Nazareth. My Lord. Very high quality. Very high Very. quality. I don't smoke garbage. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You deserve no. it. All right. So right. I know that, uh, you know, it's it's like asking... Um, I can't, even make an, I can't even make an make an analogy here because you get asked it. I'm sure everywhere you go, and I've heard you in the past go. Listen, I'll talk about this until the day I die. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, no problem. All right. So 2008 is is it is the one of the greatest tournaments uh, and stories. And now everybody, I'm sure, I'm sure you've done stuff for NBC this week. Um, you know, here we go. Yeah. U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. At what point in your in your life after the tournament, after 2008, did you did you say to yourself, damn it, damn it, damn it, I had that? Um, or did you? You know, I don't really know that I, I, I had him. He had me beat up pretty good there because I handed him a few things on 8 and 9 um, or 9 and 10 um, because I felt like I should because he really – I wanted to give him a heads up so it would make it an exciting day. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Obviously, I handed him a couple things on nine and ten that just ended up being the end of me. But but when I came back um, and I got to 16 T, I was right where I wanted to be, and I thought I was going to be anyway. It just was a different way. I thought I I thought when I woke up on Monday that I could beat him. I was playing good, obviously, but my ball through the air was better. I knew where it was going most of the time. You know. It, it, you know, one of the few times you feel like Freddie, the way he drives. Yeah. I felt like I was driving my butt off that week. And it opens. Usually, usually you have to do that. Um, and I was. So it was like, there's no way. I didn't. I, I kind of, when I woke up, I knew in my heart I was going to win this golf tournament. The only one that could stop me was me. Not him. I mean, obviously he played better. But as far as. Him stopping me from doing what I want to do because it was him had nothing to do with anything I did on Monday. 
Right. Because I like playing with Tiger. I enjoyed the chaos. I like chaos. Ready or go that I'm full of chaos. I like noise. I like people. I like all the craziness that Tiger brings to the table. So that wasn't, I was looking forward to that part. Some guys don't. And that doesn't mean they're, they're, they're idiots. It's just, they don't like it. You know, some guys don't like noise and, and people running everywhere because I assure you, they didn't come to see me. Maybe a couple did, but they came to see him. So I, I really don't know if I ever thought I had it. I just knew I had to get to 18 with at least two in my pocket. Then I'd had it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have had it. Well, um, one thing you did. He'd have probably made Eagle anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered, I guess. <laughs> the thing is, you both played great golf. There was a lot of great back and forth, oh, yeah. and it was it was phenomenal execution of shots. And the drama was there. I mean, it, it, to go, you know, it, the 18 hole oh. playoff is brutal yes. enough. And it, it was, it was fabulous golf. And, and I'm one with you where I really enjoy being in that atmosphere. Whenever I got paired with Bill and Tiger or Freddie, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I know you, yeah, you focus more. Absolutely. You? Absolutely. Well, you, you draw from the crowd, you draw from the enthusiasm. And I know you're like me, although you're the, one of the straightest of all time, but, I always liked when it was narrow corridors. I mean, I know you, 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 I know you do that too, but there, I like to feel like it was, I was confined and with, you know, there's only two of us, there was 30,000 people following us. It was silly. Yeah. Um, but the fairway is obviously a tour in any other U S open or any other tight course. I always enjoyed that, 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 that confined feeling. And um, so nothing that was going to come at me on that Monday was going to surprise me because as you know, Freddie, nothing he ever did surprised no. us. We expected insanity, and we got it. We got the, the greatest player of all time, and that's what we had. And, um, um, I mean, obviously that's up for debate, but I thought he was the greatest of all time, just by the way he played all the shots. He had no weakness. A lot of the other great players did have a weakness. He, he happened to not have a weakness. But um, I enjoyed the whole I, – I, the saddest thing besides not winning was we yeah. were done playing. It was so much fun playing, I couldn't stand it. Um, and that was like, uh, we can't go more. Can we just play anyway? But no, no you lose. Get out. You're done. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but that, that was, you know, that was, it was a wild, wild, wild day. But I remember pretty, um, pretty um, vividly, we'll say. Um, I asked Richie Lerner to get stats for me because I wanted to, I didn't know any, you know, I knew I was up there and, you know, right. the hitting part. But I was 65% fairways hit that week, which doesn't sound good, right? Tiger was 52, which doesn't sound good either. But I remember talking to Richie about it, and I was, I'll bet you if they counted first cuts that week, I was in the 80, mm -hmm. 85%. I never played out of the crazy stuff. Otherwise, that wouldn't have happened for me. No way. Um, so I, I, I thought about it. I'm like, 65%? Man, I didn't hit it in the rough. I mean, I remember when I hit it, the holes I remember. Let's just park here for a second. I remember when I hit it in the rough a few times, but um, I remember hit, hitting it out of the first cut a lot. And I think that's why I was there for most of the, for the whole week, actually, for the every day, because I could make my ball go up on the green or beside the green from the first cut, as when you, we saw that when you weren't in the first cut. And, and that wasn't with your your original driver, right? You had you had to switch out. Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I, I really I played great at Memorial the week before. Granted, the fairways were twelve thousand yards wide. Freddie will agree with that too. Um, I like guys that go, I drove in most of the fairways of Memorial. Well, you can land planes in those fairways, so you better drive. In. There's a couple you can miss, but not not really. Um, um, so, but I drove good, but I had control. I get to the golf tournament. I, I qualify in the playoff thingy and the uh, Monday thing. And um, 
I get there Saturday because I, I like to go Saturday, Sunday practice rounds and then come back Wednesday maybe because it's, it's chaos. I mean, I, I only like chaos when we have to have it, not when people are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But um, all of a sudden, I pull the driver out of the bag, get to the first tee. I pulled out of the bag and I took the head cover off and there was no driver. There was oh. no head on the driver. Shaft. It was in the head cover. Oh. And it snapped. So Callaway was setting up that day. So I'm like having heart failure because I only brought that driver because I don't, I don't, I, I just only brought that driver and they were there and they had another shaft and I, it, it turned out to be fine. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what would happen I mean, what I, one by 10 with my driver probably, but I didn't have it. So, but no, I, I, so that was kind of what happened, but I never thought about that after that, you know, the whole week. So that's, but yeah, that was, <laughs> so, so what do you think this week? Who's your pick? Well, I think you think like me on this one. I talked to Mike Davis yesterday and I said, the fairway, our fairway is going to matter. And he goes, I think it's a good setup for that. So when Mike says it like that, that means fairways yeah. are going to matter. And they mattered back then. And now the rough is more deep the further you go off the fairway now. And the fans, there's not going right. to be that many fans. Some of the places Tiger hit mm -hmm. it on the par fives, it right. was trampled down. Uh, no, and then he hit ridiculously good shots, but this year he wouldn't have had a shot or whoever hits it over there won't have one. that would be a pitch back out in the fairway on those, those holes. So I think that's going to make a difference. You know, you're not going to see, I mean, I, I'm going to say this, but who knows? You're not going to see another, what Bryson did right. wing foot last year. Cause you got your grass is Brillo pad. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just green. Um, and it's not the same as, is, is um you know the bent grass up north or or, or the whatever that is up, up there, the bluegrass I guess but easier to hit out of for sure uh, than than Kikuya. So I, I have a feeling that driving is going to be important. So you got John Rom. I like John. I mean, he drives pretty straight, you know, and obviously he has a he has he has unfinished business as of two weeks ago, um, about to decimate that field. Um, but, you know, you know, you look at Morikawa, too. Yeah. Um, great driver, hits plenty far enough. But you look at it this way at Torrey. Yeah, it's 100 and, like 150 yards longer than it was in uh, 2008. That's not that much. Right? I was probably 70, let's pretend 70 guys made the cut in 08. I was like 50 to 70 in distance or 55 to 70, whatever. I was in a way bottom. Tiger was one in distance. We tied. So... My point is, I obviously didn't hit far then. I never hit far. And it's open, so now it's firm. A guy that drives pretty straight is going to have a shot here because the ball moves out there. He's going to have to deal with 12. I hit hybrid into 12 most a couple days, and I hit it on the green a couple days, missed the green once. Um, what other hole? Um, um, 15. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they liked that, but I had five iron in the playoff. It was downwind a little bit, though. And what other hold they lengthen? Uh, four a little bit. Right. Four, I had hundred and three irons all week. So, you know, and I like I said, I was one of the shortest guys. You know, bottom definitely bottom quarter of the uh, length guys that week. Right. So take me back to Saturday of that round. You're ahead of Tiger, I believe. And as you said, I was behind. You're him. behind him. Okay. And I watched all that. Shit. Okay. So you watch. <laughs> so you watch thirteen where he is in some some matted down grass and reaches the back of that green. Uh, and then drains this eagle putt. What do you hear? Yeah, I, I was in the fairway when I didn't see the where he hit his tee shot, his second shot from. 
I just was walking up and he was on the green. I saw that. Then I saw the, no one talks about this, the, the, the pitch on 17 that should still be going past. The <laughs> right. right. And one hop in. That happens to us all. Believe me, it does. Right. right. But not on the 53rd hole. It does, that's not supposed to happen. Right. He's supposed to make a five. Um, then on, on 18, I'm standing on the tee and I watched his hit a second shot. And I said to the crowd, I'm talking to the crowd. He hits it. I go, okay, listen, because something's going to happen here. They lost their minds. Right. As I'm walking up, he putts and then, you know, he makes that putt. So it's like those things happen to those, to guys like that, that win these golf tournaments. I mean, the great players do things that we don't. It's simple as that. Yeah. And they do it a lot, not just once. You know, guys won 14. He had won 13 majors at that time. If he'd have remained healthy after that, he'd be in the mid twenties. I can assure you of this. Yep. But he didn't. So we'll <laughs> unfortunately, we'll I was that. telling Chick before we went on air. I said uh, it was your round, uh, your match against Tiger, and Demarco twice had him at at right. Liverpool and Augusta. And it, Tiger does what Tiger does, just like you just said. He's a he does. There's he just. There's nothing he does that surprises you whatsoever. It was just, but you know, that day it was just him and I. So that's where I was most, most comfortable. Yeah. Cause I saw exactly what was going on. I mean, did he look hurt on Monday? No, he never went down once. And you know what else he never did on Monday that'll, it freaks everybody out. He had about, I, I felt like he had four or five good fist pump opportunities. I didn't get one. Right. Right. He knew whether he admits this or not, but I can assure you it's true. He knew that I did not care that he was the guy I was playing. Right. See, he knew that. So, because I'd played with him so many times, and I played my best golf with him almost every time I play with him. So, he, I know he's smart. He's like, this guy is not going to be thrown here. I mean, not that he's afraid either, but my point is he didn't have that. Like a lot of the other guys, Freddie, we, we know about, He was they were beat right. before they played. Yep. And he knew that, and they knew that he knew right. that. Okay. Whoever, you know, I, I think he knew not that, like I said, not that there was any like, oh, my God, this is going to be hard. But he knew that that wasn't one of the things he had going <laughs> was my uh, being afraid of the situation. I couldn't wait to get up Monday. We're talking, we're talking with Rocco Mediate, who obviously is playing music in his car, which is hysterical with a cigar going, got coffee going. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Turn that down. I don't got coffee. I'm, we're, I'm waiting for the drive, so I don't want to make it. Oh, we appreciate that. Really do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the Monday Ensemble. Black pants, red. Yes. Was that you, that was just what you had left, or was that a nice little tweak? Precisely what I had left. Wow. Um, people go, did you do that to to get, get in his head? And I'm like, e -E, yeah, it's yeah, get right in his head. Yeah, that would have really got my eight if I did it on purpose. Um, no, I never, I never literally thought about it once. Um, plus, he wears red on Sunday. Right. It was Monday. Right. You're exactly right. So I wasn't out of line at all. He was. I agree with you. Maybe I wear red on Mondays. I mean, I only played one Monday. I wear red on Monday. And I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we have if we have a Champions Tour event that goes over to Monday, I'll probably wear red because I wear red on Monday. <laughs> I found out when he first when the when his tournament first came to DC. I one of the questions actually the yeah one of the questions I asked. I tried to stay away from golf X's and O's with him, and that's how we kind of started to get along. My question was, you've you've got a this is like after the first tournament you've got a kid on the way so on sunday if you're carrying your kid around before the round and the kid pukes on your shirt your red shirt 
do you go out there smelling like puke or do you have a second red shirt? And he said, I only bring one red shirt. So now we know either he got uh, laundry he done. Probably had a dry clean. Yeah, I would think yeah, so. Probably. Yeah. Yes, so it's not, he was wearing the wrong color. <laughs> uh, by, the way, I wore, by the way, everybody knows this. Everybody knows it. 18 holes. <laughs> you go to a sudden death. And for the life of me, I have never seen it in a tournament since. Hole number seven. Yeah, well, it's right by the 18th green. That's so odd. And how'd you yeah. how'd you play it that week? That week, and that was actually I played seven. Well, with the exception of that day, I mean that day. Actually, the I think I parred it in the morning. I think I played it okay that week. I think I might have made a bogey and a few pars. I don't know that I birdied it that week. Okay, but um, yeah, there's really only one place on seven that you really can't play from, and I happen to hit it there. Nice. If I'd have been four yards, uh, three yards more to the right and in the bunker, I had a shot. Right. I went a little more than three or four yards and it went behind the like little tongue of the bunker kind of thing. And I couldn't, I couldn't hit the shot. Mm -hmm. I had to, I tried to, but it was, I was either going to hit it where I did or he, leave it there. And it went over there in the, <laughs> in the bleachers over there. But, um, um, yeah, that's, everyone said, well, why'd they pick number seven? Well, Mike picked that hole the year before the year before the tournament or six months before the tournament okay. was there. Right. So there was no like, like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys said, well, they know you draw it. Why'd they go to seven? Oh yeah. They're going to tailor it to how I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to tailor it. To, yeah. Why didn't they pick a dog leg left hole? Because that's not what they do. It's just number seven. And yeah, there's always sudden death playoffs in us opens after 18 holes. Sure. Yeah. That always happens. Sure. Yeah. Sure. By the way, can, yeah. So no, there was no, that was just how it was. Can you go anywhere any day and not hear about that? Most of the days I hear, obviously the last couple of weeks, but over the last 10 or 12 years, I would say eight out of 10 days, if I'm out somewhere, I'll hear something. Yeah. I, I promise you. It's, it's, and they all come up and go, is it okay if we ask? I said, yeah, it's fine. Here's the difference. Okay. That open, I lost. Um, I, I played as, I don't know, I played as good as I could really play, I guess. I mean, I'd like to say I could play way better, but I, I don't think I can. Um, and that hurt, of course. You know, it was disappointing and it took a while to get over it. But if I would have, say, three-putted the last hole from 15 feet after I have a – well, 15, 18 feet after I have a putt to win or had it in the middle of the fairway and hit it in the lake with a wedge, career's probably over. Those things ruin you. You know, Freddie knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but that's not how it happened. It just happened that I, may, I blinked first in the sudden death playoff after 18 holes, and I paid. That was the end of me. But doing that round – I played as good a golf as I could, and I loved how I, I enjoy. I really did enjoy mm -hmm. it. it was, how do you not? I got the man, broken leg or whatever, in the United States Open in his hometown, basically. Nothing else you could ask for. No. So that's how I look at it. Um, like I said, sometimes those end the careers in the, in the way they do, because what, what I told a couple guys yesterday is, so the 90th hole, I can't reach the green. I got to rip a drive, hit a load, kind of a, hard nasty hook out there to get run i did it the first day i got in the first left cut in the first day hit three wood on the front just covered so and it was downwind well that day it was it wasn't downwind the day that 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 morning basically that early afternoon so i knew that i couldn't reach so i tried it getting hit in left rough tiger hit a perfect tee shot okay i laid up perfect perfect distance tiger hit it on the green so now we're tied and i got a 118 or 20 yards, just give or take. I hit a pretty good shot, nervy, mm -hmm. little, little three quarter wedge, nervy. 
and about 15, 18 feet left of the hole, dead pin high though. So that was good. I was straight up the hill. But then Tiger has the 40 footer. I'm thinking if he makes this and I miss, we're done. <laughs> this game's over. But just like that, right? He missed, but he hit it four feet to the right of the hole and passed it. So I got the putt. I got it. It's right here. Got it straight up the hill, maybe a little outside left. All as we know, Freddie, as you know, is if you have something to win something, get it to the <laughs> hole, please. Just do that. Please. Like, just hit it a little too hard, but it went in there about two and a half, three feet by the hole, just on the high side. So now Tiger's got the four-footer. No one talks about this. If that putt doesn't go in, it's still going to the Pacific Ocean right now. It's still going. Right. That's how hard he hits the putt, which is what he did. So now I got two and a half, three feet to stay in the playoff. I just had a putt to win three minutes. Well, he took eight days on the putt. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> and now I got this three-footer to stay, to go to sudden death. Now, if I miss that, which is easy to do on Poe, we know this, and not that anybody was on it, but it's still easy to do, then maybe I'm done. But I somehow, Matthew goes, my caddy goes, what do you think? I said, I don't think anything. This has to go in. <laughs> That's all I said to him. It went in, and then we went to sudden death. But my point is, those little shots, no one talks about that. They talk about the other one or the big sure. one or this and that. You know, I made the birdie putt on 15 to go one up. He hit his six feet by. Okay. He misses that. It's over. over. I got two shots with him to go. He's not beating me. But he poured. I mean, no one talked. No one looks at him. But I, I remember watching the other day. They had some of the highlights. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's six, seven feet back up the hill, right in the middle. Nobody makes those but him. Right. So that's all those little putts. Now, granted, we all make them those weeks. But under the most intensive circumstances, he makes them look normal. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's it's so it's so fun when we get guys on these podcasts that we do and they start talking about that kind of stuff and 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 the yeah. shots that people don't really take for granted and things like that. But uh, you know, I don't want to take that much time more time for Rocco, but I uh, can't thank you, thank you enough for being on and and Anytime, you see the people can hear you know it's not a video thing, but they can hear the personality that you are. And you're, and you're so much fun. Oh, and, and that's what the champion store is about out there. We got Miguel and he's a character and, and, oh, and Rocco is a character and, and just so fun. I just got paired with him last week and Rocco hits the ball. So beautiful. Uh, it, we, yeah, we it was, it was, it's so fun to watch you hit a golf ball. It, you, oh, you know what I need to help? I, I got to help you. I got to help you. I got to help you with pitching a little bit. Oh. I saw your, uh, you, I'm going to, I'm going to fix, I'm going to fix your pitch. good. I'll see you at Firestone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll be there Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do some stuff around there because you got I know what to do because you're just like real close. Because remember, plus you you know, with what happened, yeah. you know, with Mikey, yeah. you were in another world, which I totally get, but I'm gonna help you with the pitching because I, I can't okay. That's nice. So that'll like, be great. Ro All right. <laughs> so Rocco Mediate will fix Fred Funk's short game issues. It, it, there's not much to fix. I'll just remind him of what he used to. Okay. That'll be good. <laughs> Send me that note too, by the way. Um so, uh, Rocco, can't thank you enough for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, with the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, everyone's talking about Rocco and Tiger. Um, do you think, by the way, one last question. Do you think Tiger Yeah. Do you think Tiger gets back? The only thing that we hope, I guess, is players and people that I don't sound like I know him that well. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to him in years. But I think the only thing that we hope is that he gets back to be able to hang with his kids, be normal. I shouldn't say normal because it's never going to be normal for him. Sure. But has normal of a family and walk around and play golf with his kids and, you know, be that guy. If he comes back and plays golf, fantastic. Right. 
But I feel like, and I think you guys will agree, I think we've been entertained pretty well by him for a long time. Let's just hope he gets healthy, period. Yeah. And then if he does that, if anybody could do it, though, being the selfish person like we are and want to see more, sure. I'm surprised, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Rocco Mediate, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy uh, what you're doing this week, and uh, I'm sure you'll be peeking in on the uh, Open as well at 2000. I want to get out. Freddie, I'll see you. Yeah, week. and uh, Mikey's doing awesome. He's good. He's awake, yeah, good. and he's cognitive. He's awesome. He's Amazing. It's a, mir- uh, a miracle. Awesome. Absolutely That's- a miracle. So cool. Well, good. Well, tell it. Well, I'll actually text him because Jess has been texting with his wife a little bit. So, um, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. catch you next week. And thanks, thanks anytime, Rocco. If I ever, anytime. If, if I ever see My you, boys. I want a cigar. I'm a, I'm, you got I'm a Cuban. No problem. I'll have, I'll have them. <laughs> all right, Rocco Mediate. Appreciate right, it, man. Thank you. See you. All right, that's Rocco Mediate who won the hope oh, or oh, oh, came in second. Uh, that's amazing. And I, I, like I said before to you, um, I just when it comes on. And I look at it, you know, on on tape. I just I'm riveted. I for all many reasons, but those two guys and and you know Tiger did what he did, and it's phenomenal. And the the the, the breaks in his leg and all that jazz, it's phenomenal. And then you got Rocco, who you know by all accounts should not have been there, right, in that position. Um, but just it's the purity of the game. You know what? I'm Eddie, and he is one of the game's best ball strikers. He's just playing golf. I don't care about the circus, blah, blah, blah. A lot of guys get caught up in that. He's just doing this. He's going down the fairway, and, and if he's not on the fairway, he's making the right calls. It was phenomenal to watch, and you sit there, and you're just riveted, and it, it'll go down in, in golf and sports history. Well, he said he enjoyed it. He, he enjoys the crowds. He was enjoying the whole atmosphere and actually showing off. He was playing so well. He felt in total control of his game. You heard his attitude. He expected to win. He didn't expect sure. to lose. So that that kind of confidence and having that personality that he has, you can see him when he was walking the fairways. He was enjoying it. He was he had the <laughs> gate and he was just all in. And Tiger had to do everything to beat him. And uh, yeah, everything. And it was it was phenomenal. I mean, Tiger Tiger's phenomenal, but Rocco was phenomenal as well. And it, no it, it made for great theater. And that is what's so great about the game of golf is that not always the guy that you expect to win wins, or you would think he would win easy. He thought probably that playoff, mm-hmm. that 18 holes, extra playoff, it ended up being 19. That's what everybody thought. Yeah, nah, this sure. must be a blowout. Well, it wasn't. He had to do everything. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Rocco's a true character. And I, I love his personality and, and the way he carries himself. And and uh, he's actually the way he's dressing now and he's smoking his cigars and he's he's uh-huh. he kind of is almost the between the most interesting guy and Mr. Cool <laughs> all at the same time. OK, he's he, right. He's right. kind of got a little bit of Miguel. OK, and, yeah, like the yeah. most interesting guy in the world. That's a, that's Miguel. Uh-huh. And then and uh-huh. then Rocco's just cool. He's yeah. he's taken over where I think where Freddie is known as Mr. Cool, but Rocco right. is cool. <laughs> Rocco, tur- Rocco turns on cool. Freddie lets cool happen to him. Yes, exactly. There you go. You know that was good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's why you're chick. Freddie was in it. He was in it last week oh, yeah. uh, with a little bug in 18, though. And uh, Jerry Kelly with a back to back wins there. Um, yeah, that was Jerry. Jerry's another character. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he and I are the two guys that get 
talked about the most interesting spectator after every shot, mostly putts. Uh, that, that, that we have the most movement, the most mannerism, the most whatever okay. gyrations after we hit yeah, a pot, we're yeah. moving all, right away. And, uh, yeah. and Jerry's definitely, he takes it to a different level. I had it at a really high level and then Jerry went right uh-huh. by me. Uh, yeah. You, you, you look like it's a cicada month every month. Uh, cause you, it, it looks as if you've been hit by a cicada in the neck sometimes when you release that putter. Uh, yeah. Well, it's my most powerful club. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit that as far as anybody. I think on a putting green, uh, I can. Oh my god! But uh, Jerry, that was a good tournament. It is phenomenal how Freddie shows up and he just is in contention almost all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he just, uh, you know, he drove it in the rough there on that last hole, and it yeah. cost him. And but Jerry made a great, great putt after he chipped it by the hole, doing that little belly chip. Absolutely, and absolutely. And, uh, and his hometown, another one, another hometown boy. Yeah, see? he's a hero there. He and Stricker right. are huge heroes there. We're going to pay this off uh, in a few weeks. But what do you think Rocco is going to tell you about your short game, your chips? The bottom. I'm not hitting the bottom. My bottom is behind the ball. Okay. The, the contact point, and I've lost. Uh-huh. I've lost my bottom. Okay. So I and right. he is one of the best. He learned from Zinger. A singer. Yep. And it's, they're phenomenal. When those two are together on the chipping green, which I've seen many mm-hmm. times. And just last year when we were playing a little thing down in um, old Memorial, it was hilarious, but these guys just are clinicians around the green. Right. Rocco can hit any shot around the green really? and singer okay. too. They, they taught themselves maybe not to the level of Seve, but right. they're, they're right there. Okay, so Fred Funk thinks that it's about the bottom of his swing, and we'll find Contact. out in a few weeks at Firestone. Contact. Contact okay. Yes. Yeah. I got. I, I have, got the drop uh, kicked down. Oh no! Yeah, that's what it is. Really? Yeah, you're trying to hit. But it. You're not. But you're, but you're not. You're not TC Chenning it though. Oh no! 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 No double. No hits. double hits. Which is actually, yeah, it's okay now. Okay. You can do that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> How is that possible? I had a buddy who I played with for years, and we we always thought it was a two-stroke penalty, which it is not. It's a one-stroke penalty. But we would say, so immediately, uh, two strokes. And so we would tell people that we played with, uh, we'd ask them, how, how many times do you think Sean uh, has, because he'd see the, he'd see the double hit, and, and we'd say, how many times do you think Sean's done that? Give us a number. And it was always low, because I've watched the guy do it over it's, a, it's over a hundred times and it's amazing because his practice swings in the, in the rough are just beautiful. It's almost like he's got a great putting stroke. It's almost like his putting stroke, just back and through boom. And then he gets over and he looks like he just had a seizure. It's like, what was that? Yeah. And it's hit it, hit it, hit it, every time. Yeah. Um, so he cost himself a lot of strokes that way. Anyway, I can't wait to see what uh, Rocco does with you at Firestone. So your next tournament is Firestone next week. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. And you'll have a clear head. Uh, very good news about your buddy. Yeah. Uh, that's tremendous. Yep. That's awesome. And Firestone's uh, really hard. One, of, one yes. of the hardest driving golf courses. Actually, I think it's an unfair driving golf course, but. Just the yeah. carry distances? No, not carrying distance. They, they no? angle and, and uh, they okay. usually get firm and fast and you can't hold the fairways and they're narrow. 
Right. And a couple right. blind shots with the fairways at angle like that. And it's just, yeah. there's about five holes out there. Are just almost impossible to hit the fairways. Hmm. Um, all right. U.S. Open, Tory Bonds. I'm going to go with, I just, I just think he's ready to, to, he's really ticked off because he cost him his caddy $160,000. I think John Rahm is the dude that comes back here and wins at a course he's already won at. I, and your guy I, is? I, Jesus. I got to go with him too. Uh, oh, but okay. I like the other guys you mentioned. I, I really like, I yeah. love Shoffley. I like, I yeah. like Tommy yeah. Fleetwood. Oh, that a, is another name I haven't I've always okay. liked his game. I think it's, it's a great yeah. game. Paul Casey's playing awesome right now, all the time. He is. Paul striking is. is ridiculous. Yeah. So I would put my sleepers, Paul Casey. Sleeper, Paul Casey. He's going with John Rahm. I sat there and watched live from Golf Channel and I thought to my, it hit me about somewhere in the afternoon that I'm watching the putting green. And I thought to myself, that could have been me. I could have been there with Alex Hoffman. Yeah. And I just, just my brain just goes off. Uh, but Alex said it was a great learning lesson, the uh, qualifier at Woodmont. And um, he says, we'll be better next year. I'm like, I'm in. Awesome. I'm doing it. Um, and the body was okay. Can we talked about this. The body was okay. Yeah, we talked about yeah, this. The body was okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, one certain part, one certain part was not, but uh, we're all we're all better now. Um, well, yeah, shaping happens. Shaping. It, well, uh, well, if I talked to your former caddy Mark Long ahead of time and said, "What do you do to prevent that?" I could have gotten something, some intel. I was I was un intel legend, uh, and it it cost me. Yeah, you, a great. You got to have the underwear that goes tight down to the knees. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I didn't, okay. I didn't have that or an, a certain ointment. Let's not get into that. People are eating while they're listening to this. Not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, all right. Well, good luck at Firestone. Um, uh, great get on Rocco Mediate. Always uh, a great listen. I love watching him play. He's, he's an everyman, uh, just as you are. Uh, that's, yep. that's what makes us amateurs feel good about ourselves and we can go out and, and play. Yep. Um, and, uh, We'll see what happens uh, with the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines uh, without the Sands Tiger, who I'm no doubt will be watching. Um, we'll see if John Rahm can get it done. Uh, Xander Shoffley or some guy out of the blue who just has one of those weeks. Not an amateur. Can't happen again, I don't think. But watching some guy come in hot, that'll be fun to watch down the stretch. Yeah, sure will be. The Zelotors. Never know. Will Zalatoris, yeah. another guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He'd be. Uh, he, he looks like Johnny Miller, a young Johnny Miller, the the flowing blonde hair. Um, all right. Uh, for Rocco Media, we appreciate him. For Fred Funk, the Hawk, I'm Chick Hernandez. You have been listening to the U.S. Open edition of Terps on the Tee. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.